0: You're listening to the Real Estate Radio Hour, the show that brings you unfiltered stories and insight from the Twin Cities real estate world with your hosts, Chris Rooney, broker at Remax Preferred, and Andy Presky, leader of the Preferred Home Team at Remax Advantage
1: Plus. Oh boy. Oh boy! Oh boy.
2: Oh boy. <laughs> I know. It's that are
0: time jacked again. Up
1: about the new market as I am, woo, woo You what? Are you as jacked up about the new market as I am?
0: So excited! It's amazing. It's amazing. It's actually it is kind of fun, um, for the fact that it's a little more. Uh, I I just like I like going from market to market because I like to come up with new ideas and what you got to do to for sure. Uh, try to navigate it and make it happen. So
1: I agree. I just, I a great, great way to look at it. And the, the other thing is, is that when things are moving, there creates opportunities for other people, right? So that some of these pockets of opportunities that have been stale for a while or been very complacent sitting now are going to become opportunities. And, and I just, I, I tell you what, guys, this is when people make the money. You know what I mean? This is when people make the moves and other people are nervous or somebody panic sales or whatever. And it's just, it's kind of nice to see the buyers in today's market actually being able to have a little fun and the sellers are still making great money. So it's really kind of an environment where people are scared, but nobody's really getting hurt right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it is, it is quite interesting because a lot of people are "Oh, I feel so bad for the sellers. Well, they had it pretty darn good for quite a while. I'll tell you that. So it's time to uh, play ball a little. It looks like. So, well, well, a
1: lot of these houses, 100% um, appreciation in like eight years is, is not bad. Um, I think yeah. everybody's been okay with that.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's, uh, But again, it's, it's, it's interesting. And it's, um, I don't know. I don't know about you, Andy, but I really feel like I don't really know what the market is yet. I'm still mm-hmm. trying to kind of figure it out and where it's going. Because, again, we see some stuff that's sitting, I mean, getting very little showings. Very right. little activity, and then others are—I uh, mean—a bunch, and we're getting multiple offers on them. So it's just—it's yeah. uh, quite interesting.
1: Well, you know, too, and Chris, you know, I was—we we always love to talk. This, what's funny is, yes, we have a show together we've had for what, going on twelve years. But you and I talk off off screen the same as we do on screen. And yeah. before the show started, we were kind of—I was jumping into some of these things, and Chris is like, "Hey, you know, chill out. Let's talk at when the show's going." But, um. You know, there's some interesting facts. Like I was just looking at, um, they're saying, oh, inventory is up 29% year over year. And you read the fine print and then you realize, wow, but we're still half of the inventory that was for sale roughly in 2019. Yeah. Wait, so inventory is still ridiculously historically low? Yes. And then they're talking about, you know, like, uh, uh, anyway, there's all kinds of issues I've had with. The way they report the news to the marketplace, or or like some of these. Oh, here, here's another one. All these cities are showing these charts where Miami's down 20%, uh, San Diego's down 40%, and read the fine print, ladies and gentlemen, down on appreciation. These houses are all still appreciating, for God's sakes. They're not even depreciating. And these guys are acting like, oh my God, we're only going to make a 6% return this year on our investment, and panic, panic, panic. It's like, come on, chill out. people need a place to live, rates were low, properties are secured, there's a lack of inventory, all those things add up to the buyers that need to buy properties um, are are out there. And they understand, I I have not run into a, a buyer where I go, that person is gonna make a mistake. They're calculating the purchase. They're anticipating a possible in the future rate reduction. And if they can't get it, they buy the rates down or they buy the right kind of loan product. Maybe instead of a 15 year, they go to a 20 or a 30 year mortgage. And and they're getting the payment where they can afford it and sit, and then they so now they own the house. Now if those houses like every major chart is showing that it will depreciate again because the uh, the, uh, the the inventory so low, they're still projecting next year to see appreciation. It, it, I'm telling you, it's it's crazy. It's just a weird market, but I I see opportunities everywhere.
0: Yeah, and I think what's not gonna crash our market is that there's not gonna be a ton of inventory, and I don't think that's gonna happen um, for a big reason is that there's a lot of people sitting on the sideline right now because of what their interest rate is i mean right. in some instances i mean if they did the same thing today i mean their my, their payment is 500 to a thousand dollars more a month based on what their interest rate was so they could buy the same exact thing and it's cost them a thousand dollars more a month to be able to have it
1: well and i had a customer uh this week talk to me about hey I just want to let you know i don't know if you know this or not but i've been seeing a lot of these foreclosures coming back and i'm like when you have three foreclosures total in the state of minnesota that's not coming back that that is is such an understatement i mean the the amount of foreclosures right now is so low they don't even know how to market on the chart i mean yes there are there's always somebody that just says i'm out right or gives up or says hey um, you're not letting me divorce the way I want to divorce. And so I'm going to make it painful for you. I'm going to, I'm going to hand it back to the bank. Those kind of things happen or, or somebody passes away and there's nobody to help them. And the mortgage payment stock coming in. So the bank starts foreclosing on a dead person. That stuff does happen. You know what I mean? So.
0: Right. I don't know. I think these foreclosure situations are people that really just didn't reach out. I mean, they could have definitely got out from under it. Um, i i was laughing because i i had seen one foreclosure with aerial photos and everything i'm like what i mean boy has that changed i mean the old remember the old ones it was like how fast you drove past when you're clicking the camera right Right. well that's the kind of photos you would get and everyone would run on them just take them and
1: it's just it's just that's just not going to happen again it's just not i remember we we had a buddy of ours that was going to move to texas and just just to monitor homes Cause every week he could stop by a house. He'd get paid like $30 to verify the heat was on it. The property was locked and he had 30,000 properties to monitor. And like, so he was like, I've got a staff, I've got cars. We're going to, we're going to make a fortune on all these banks. And I'm like, this was just like in Houston only. It wasn't even like, it was insane. So, um, we're, we guys not even close
0: Yeah. The Stove no. isn't
1: even on yet. You can still lay your hand on the stove, it's cold.
0: Not yet. Not yet.
1: I but mean, what, you know, what you can't control is emotions. So when people that read the news and follow all the stuff and they think, oh, it's Armageddon's on its way. You better get going.
0: Don't you I think like people choice. don't you think people are finally getting at that it's just it's BS? I mean, all the time, it's clickbait, it's trying to get yes. money. I mean, that's what it is. I wish. I mean, your example of Miami. You know, it's, oh my gosh, it's down 20%, 20% down appreciation. So they're not lying, but it's like everyone, I mean, your initial thought is that their price has dropped 220%. I mean, so on a million dollar house, it's only 800,000 now because it went down. And it's just, that's just not It's true. Yeah,
1: it, it's it's sad. It really is sad. It's sad the way that they sensationalize things that are just almost true.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So cool. Well, let's, so I just saw this article and everyone keeps talking about rising rates, rising rates, and I feel like I just have to say something. And people keep saying that we're gonna go back to the early 1980s. Well, let me tell you something. Okay, first of all, most people watching this right now weren't even alive in the early 1980s, let alone buying houses in the early 1980s. In the early 1980s and late 70s, the Fed raised the benchmark rate to nearly 20%. You know where the Fed rate is right now? About 3%, a little bit over. Interest rates for loans went to a little over 18%. You know where they are right now? Almost 7%. But the 80s were coming out of an oil crisis in the 1970s, and they had rampant spending, government inaction, so there's some similarities. But are rates gonna go higher? Yep. Are they gonna start coming down in 2023? Yep. Are they gonna get to 10%? Maybe, maybe for a short period, but I highly doubt it. Don't listen to the negativity. I, I've been uh, I've been a
1: little bit on the on the over side because I think the the head of the of the recessions already really starting to show everywhere, right? And I think you're gonna see I, this is my projection. I, I do think now this is not me trying to be overly confident in the industry that I'm in, but I will be for a second. I, I do think that you're gonna see rates soften. I think you're gonna see builder incentives where these new construction models will have lower interest rates. You're gonna see all of that incentive put on a new construction. The challenge we're going to have is that nobody's been putting shovels in the ground. There, there, there are very few projects. There's, let's say 10% of the projects that were on the of the books to be developed are, are being developed right now. So they cut everything way back. And so you're going to, if you've got dirt in the spring and you're a builder, I believe you're going to be very busy taking orders. I do. I, and I mean that because there's nothing else for sale and people want what they want. And right now it seems to be, you know, the people that understand this economy and understand these financial, you know, like interest rates and whatever's happening, they're not scared of it. They understand it and they use it as a tool. So, um, I don't know. I, I, I think, think those guys will still stay busy.
0: I think those builders are very um, reminiscent of 2008, though. And oh, then that's what scared them and, and stopping them. But it's just not the same. Of course.
1: Thing, so. Well, Chris, think about this. I mean, most of what happened in 2008 was it was almost like the, the plague where, you know, um, You'd sit there and everybody's like, oh, I, I have sniffles. And all of a sudden they're dead. And in that 2008, everybody acted so tough and we're just going to ride this out. And they they couldn't. The banks would take their assets. Also, mm-hmm. you started seeing proactive investor moves that were never done before where the, the builder was always in control. All of a sudden, the builder lost all control and the banks got scared, you know, repoed models, repoed lots, started pulling stuff back so they could get something for their investment. And they, they essentially destroyed the market. Instead of allowing a builder to sit there, if you, if you really think about this for a second, let's say there's a, a $2,000 a month or $3,000 a month payment on a model. And they would have sat there and let that model sit there and try to let that builder take the lots that now they would have sold on the wholesale market from 140,000 down to 30,000. They let that builder hold that model and they would have let them sell at the new lower rate. They would have sold out of all of that inventory with the builder that was there. But that's not the way the banks play. The banks are the you put money in, you made a calculated risk, you lost, we're taking it back and now we liquidate it and they write it off against their profits. And so it's a whole different game. They should be incentivized to do the right thing and and work, work it out. But they don't. Oh, well, That that's I'll get my soapbox.
2: That's good info. All right, let's get into some uh, social media reacts. It's going to be brought to you by Chris Rooney Home Experts.
0: I was just one years old when my family started in real estate, where both my parents were agents. They also dabbled in investing in real estate, rentals, flips, and construction. After college, I went right into getting my license in July of 1990. As a 23-year-old agent in an industry that looks nothing like today, I had to know more for my clients to choose me. There wasn't Zillow or social media to tell them how good I was. I had to win them over with knowledge. With knowledge comes confidence, and with confidence comes results. I
2: I think I've almost got that ad memorized. I know. I just,
0: you know, I was really thinking about that ad, and I'm like, after that guy said most of us weren't alive
1: in the the early 80s, I'm like, what? But that, don't, don't let him kid you. He's almost, he's forty. He, he acts like he's twenty six and cool and hip. He's he's forty. He's a cool guy, though. I, I do like Ryan. Yeah, you look back at those, but at that video,
0: and you see some of those old MLS sheets, and 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 what it was. It's it's just it just doesn't feel that long ago. It really doesn't. I mean, it's like, oh my gosh! I was talking to someone was asking, you know, how my real estate career started mm-hmm. and went, and. I explained to him that I couldn't sell anything. I thought I was going to be the, I mean, my mom and dad were in real estate, so I was going to kill it right away. And it took me six months before I sold anything. And um, and then it went pretty good from there. But it was funny looking back and and talking about it and remembering certain deals. And um, it just doesn't seem that long ago, but it is 32 years. I can't believe it. I'm going on 33 Wow. Yeah. Okay, global housing market explained. A normal house costs $700,000 with 11% mortgage rate. A guy eats a bat.
1: What? That's the start of it. Get it? Okay.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> that, boy. That started COVID, right? I mean, so. <laughs> there you go. And, and this domino effect of somebody started a pandemic and houses went crazy.
0: Yeah, totally. That is totally true. Yeah. Did you, I mean, but at the start of that whole COVID thing, I mean, we thought we were done. We thought we were going to be locked up for a while and the housing market would just stop. It was the total opposite. Well, do you remember
1: Walls? Walls literally got on TV and said, well, we just bought an 800,000 square foot refrigerated building More. to hold all the dead bodies. Mm-hmm. We have secured over a million body bags. We anticipate one hundred and fifty to 250,000 Minnesotans to die from this. Yeah. I mean, holy shnikes. Yeah. I mean, it, it scared me. And I'm normally the guy that sits there and goes, oh, who cares? The tornado's coming. Let's go watch it on the deck. I'm that guy sometimes. But this time had us under the stairs locked down with blankets over our heads. Anyway, I'll be quiet. But
0: Got to admit it, only one week for me. That was it. Then I was over it. Just saying.
1: I just, I just can't believe how many people didn't understand what was going on. But they kept regurgitating what one other person would say. And it was like the third version of the regurgitation. And you're the governor regurgitating it. And yeah. it's like, you don't even know what the hell you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I'm not, I'm not politician by any means, obviously, but I, I just, I just don't like anybody that misleads people with fear and, and tries to control the fear. I just, I, you could be my high school teacher. I treat you the same way. You know what I mean?
0: Sorry. Yeah. Nope. True. Okay. Everything peaked in the seventies, including, including house design,
1: <laughs> right. where the
0: architect's creating houses with a central grooving area these days. Nowhere, man, nowhere.
2: A grooving area. Wow, that's a- nice. You guys remember those little sit-in things, like in the middle of the room, and you go sit down there. Is that? that, a, P-
1: that was, hey, that was a big deal for a while. Even just a sunken living room was like a big deal. That was. I know cool, someone man.
0: That, that just built one of those in, and they love it. It was kind of it's a in a bar area, and it sits down. It's actually really it's it's pretty cool. We,
1: we have one. Now, I had one in a lower level in a house up in Ramsey that was up on uh, Trout Brook. And uh, it was a beautiful house. You know, a contractor that built the house was a mason, and so everything was done with concrete. And he did the same thing, a sunken little bar that was in the floor. It was was really cool. And then I started thinking about it after we sold that house. And I'm going, you have to look down to see people sitting at the bar, which was weird. You know what I mean? It just, I mean – Nitchy, cute, you know, great idea, creative, but I'm like, I don't even want to live with it, you know? I think if it's not like
0: the feature point, if you kind of hit it in a corner or something, and then yeah. <clears throat> I think what people should do now, I mean, it was, remember all the sunken uh, family rooms, you know, now everyone's ripping those out and, and building them up. But just think about that maybe when you're doing these things that someone can um, do something different with it and bring it back to normal, yeah. per se
1: yeah but i agree yeah and, and nick was kind of just asking us if we were selling these kind of houses and uh i've sold a couple <laughs> but you know when when they're that dated you know that you know time capsuled um a lot of people just come in and either they sell the stuff for retro online right because people want to buy the pink toilets the blue toilets the you know all that crazy stuff that was blue bathtubs um and then the avocado what was it uh what do they call that um
0: Avocado be, green?
1: Yeah, it was an avocado green uh, appliances. Oh, yeah. Everyone crazy in the 70s for avocado green and yellow, yellow, plant, golden, whatever the hell they called it. And it was, it orange. was, yeah, interesting. Kind time. of an orange
0: rust. But I think now, I mean, we mentioned this a couple shows ago where that dome home came in. And now to me, there's there's places for that now. Maybe it it, it totally turns into a airbnb and you might have to market it that way like hey this is here cool yeah. retro place so that might be really fun for someone to go stay in for a couple of weeks and and pay a couple thousand dollars
1: i'm not this is no joke you guys i i was on monday of course i was up in alex for the day doing some chores and i'm listening to the radio and on the radio it says yeah this is like steve with dome homes that's right not only can we build your house out of a dome concrete we can also build your garage or accessory building. And it was a real Nick, you're gonna have to look these guys up. I'd love to interview these guys. They're they're currently building like concrete dome homes in Alexandria, Minnesota. They advertise on the radio, so they must be doing okay. I know, look at your face, Chris. You're muted, buddy.
0: I wasn't saying much, anyways. Nick would have said I was saying too many ahs. Uh uh, ah. Uh, but um I don't know. I think that's kind of cool. I was talking to a guy uh, a couple days ago that I called on. Uh, oh my gosh! Look at them. See those. Put, 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 Alexand-
1: you- put Alexandria on there once and see what happens. Minnesota, Alexandria, Minnesota. God. Oh, that's that. Uh, yeah, there's there's uh, silos. That's different. Silos. Yeah. Um, maybe put contractor. I don't
0: know. But look at them all on Airbnb, rent this place.
1: Yeah, you're right. Like rent For the weird plan. place. It's fun. It'll have so much fun this weekend at the weird house. Yeah. Good but they're making,
0: they're making a ton of money doing that stuff. See, there's one in Eden Prairie right there, a dual home. And they they do, they mention that like, Hey, how many rooms and you, you can rent out. And if you do them separately, and I mean, it's, yeah. it's a, that's, that's the way you have to go with those you know people the market for dome homes is probably not super huge but for an investor it might be a, a real big
1: thing so nick you got all those hippie buddies you travel with um did, does dome homes give you like special energy or why do people is there a good like aura what what's the,
2: the vibes name? it's vibes and <laughs> vibe room Yeah, I bet they got the the incense going and the cool lighting and the crystals and yeah you walk
1: you walk through the beads to get into the house. Yeah.
2: And vibes is with a Z at the end. It's all about experience.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Hey. That's so funny. Oh man.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he's he's traveled to more places in two years than I've been sitting around doing real estate for 32 i you. agree
1: i i'm i'm excited every week to see where where is he by the way where are you right now nick
2: i'm back in poland what what, what you're when you leaving i'm in bialystok i leave november 10th to thailand let's go to thailand next
1: yeah and i'm saying this correctly don't do not laugh at me the phuket islands
2: yeah yeah phuket yeah that's right. oh I'm going my here.
1: god I watched that on that. I love that show, Below Deck. You know, that cruising show that's on like Bravo. I love it because they show beautiful sunsets, beautiful people, rich people, extravagant. And it's, it's a fun little, if you got a half hour to kill. And they were in Thailand and it was so hot there, but it was unbelievably gorgeous. I mean, stunningly gorgeous.
0: Is that where you're going, Nick? Is Phuket? Yeah. Oh, he's going there. Wow. Yeah, I'm excited.
1: He's going to come home with a trunk load of t-shirts.
0: And I and went Andy, to it. On, on Below Deck, there's no yeah. way you only, it's a half hour. You watch, like, that's you've a been, power watch. Yeah, totally.
1: Been, depends watch. on, on the how, uh, how cute the, uh, the yes. show is. <laughs>
3: yeah. or who's depends on the on show. writing
1: for me, Nick, um, to stay involved in these uh, TV shows. No, it's not-
3: Hang on. Swing from this tree. Pushing back. Wait. Right. No, it's this one right here. Home sweet home. This, my friends, is the master bedroom. Check out the cathedral ceilings. Those are like seventeen feet high. We have cable readiness right there.
1: <laughs> wow. True.
0: Yeah. yeah we're not all the same. I mean you're it's uh I don't know. It's, it's it's not the most exciting thing, but, I mean, it's still homes, and people need to buy them. So you see yeah. that not as much in Minnesota, but there's quite a few of them that are exactly the same. And uh, then what you're looking for at that time is, is there uh, convenient parking around it? How do you get in and out? Which way does it face? You True. Know, do you get sun or do you not get sun? So you can kind of get some uh, excitement in them, but you really – it's, it's not like you go into one of those places and totally redo it all and you're going to make like double the money. It doesn't happen. Right. People, you say, oh, that one was 140. This one was 142. This one was 141, 142, and 140. And now you're not going to get 160. So you're kind of.
1: You, in- you will, yeah. And you do have to be careful, like with um, financing, because there's a reason why condos um, have different rules than single family homes with financing. So, um, cause they have to equate in all the expenses, all the, you know, your uh, your dues, everything going to your payment versus on a house, they don't have that, right? So it's like, you can get into more house than you can condo. But on the other hand, I've also seen condos 2007 um, that started having problems selling because the amount of vacancies that were in the building or rentals that were non-owner occupant properties, they couldn't get financing on their on their townhouses. So then people started, um, they couldn't sell them. Even if they discounted them, they couldn't sell them because there weren't enough cash investors at the time. I'm not joking with you. In Hugo, Minnesota, up there, um, it was uh, Onika like Place 1, div- Park 1, whatever it was, the first phase of it, there were three-bedroom, two-bath condos with a two-guard tuck-under garage. You know the ones that go straight up with the, with the nice little porch out the back? Those were selling for $40,000 brand new. And the only people that could afford to buy them were people that are paying cash. So I had investors coming in. I was liquidating these for, I think it was Bank of America at the time. And they were like, this is the price. Get them gone. I had investors lined up buying these properties and they would take over. And they they at that price, they could afford to go current with all the association dues. And they brought the association back together. These people, now those those units are selling for $420,000.
0: Yeah, what you, exactly what you said. Because the association gets hit. Those values go way down. All of a sudden, these people, a bunch of them, jump in at forty grand, put another twenty each into the association. It's a whole new game. Prices yep. immediately go up to two fifty.
1: But it it also it, buyer beware. So even if you're like a complete cash investor and you buy into a condo building at three hundred eighty thousand, anticipating them to go up to six hundred, and let's say that's a bunch of people default, a bunch of people that are are renters. This is why you guys have to pay attention because you go to those association meetings. Um, and, and the, excuse me, the, um, to, to, strictly pay attention to what's the ratio of renters, what's the ratio of investments versus, you know, owner occupant, you need to watch all that stuff for your future values, because the reason why those associations control those numbers is because the banks won't finance them in the future. And you could have a whole complex of houses that are every loves because they're investor based and there's all these rentals and it's making money, but go to try to sell yours to the open market and make a profit. You might not be able to get financing on it, which means you're at the mercy of cash, which brings usually the values down. So you got to be very cognizant when you're in that kind of an environment to pay attention to those things as as an owner. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I kind of got off schedule here, but
0: okay, home sellers in 2021, we want your firstborn child, fifty thousand we're asking in an old fashioned behind the locals Wendy's. <laughs> home sellers in 2022, good afternoon. I noticed your buyer had liked this listing. We're ready to sell if they're, willi- if they're willing to get creative. We could p- potentially do a $5,000 buy down, $100 gas card every month for the next two years. We are open to ideas. It's not that bad, but um, there's some people that are jumping the gun, though. I'll tell you that. There's some people that want out, that think it's Armageddon, and they're willing right. to do whatever they got to do in which to do it. And yeah, but you know,
1: Chris, I, I, I had two properties in the last week and a half here go on the market and sell with more than one offer that came in on both properties. Here's the deal. We had those properties in stellar condition. We looked at all the competition. We realized, hey, we can't go to the market with our shirt untucked here. We got to tuck in the shirt, put, you know, put on uh, like I say, put on your lipstick and, and go to the market, right? You want to look your best. And so we had these houses looking fantastic, and we priced them strategically right. And we're getting over asking price, multiple offers. The market's still there, guys. The market's not weak. The market is smart. So think about this. If you're going to list your house, be smart. Don't just whip it out there and, well, whatever happens, happens. It That doesn't work anymore. Then stay out of the market. But if you do list, be smart, be strategic, and, and you will kill it. I couldn't even read the script. I was so busy looking at the room. I I've, I've gotten houses like that back where they literally have syringes laying on the floor.
0: You, uh, you can see my, my disdain for that because those people that wreck places like that, I just have no time for them. And it was funny. I've just, I mean, I've done so many judgments against people. I mean, it's gotta be in the six figures on, on idiots that, that did that. And, I don't know. I just got something back. Did you ever see that thing in the state of Minnesota it came out and said, Hey, there's money. There's money in here. You might want to check and see if your name's on it and, and, and go collect it. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Well, my sister stayed on me and she's like, just fill this out. You never know. Well, I just got my first check for like 3,200 bucks. And I don't know what it, I don't even know what it's from, but it was like money that's sitting there for me. And, uh, and I know I, I filled out um, two of those. So I got another one coming And, uh, you're
1: truly a leprechaun.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's, it was, uh, it was nice, but I think it's, it's those kind of people that wreck those things that I just hope landlords go to the next level with them and, and make them pay, at least stick something against them. I've had a few judgments that people have come back and, Hey, we've got to, we've got to pay this off so we can buy a house. And will you take this much? Nope. I already figured that's gone. You know, so give me full and then then I have to write it off. But it's just like you don't you don't do that. I mean, everyone thinks that the landlords are super rich. They have everything. There's so many landlords out there that are barely making it. They're just trying to get another investment and and trying to take care of that house. And it's a huge investment for them.
1: Well, let me let me throw this at you. Let's say they don't allow people to be individual investors anymore and they can't be landlords. Where are you going to live? Yeah. You can't buy a house now. You have to live in government housing. You have to live in some kind of a, you know, whatever that supports. You know, rentals that no longer exists. You you have to have a balance. It's a business relationship. When when you're a renter, you're it's like being at a hotel, and you're paying to be there, and you're using their space. They're allowing you to live, raise your kids, do whatever you want to do. And when you come down to why why do you think, in any capacity, you should have the right to destroy that hotel room as you leave? Exactly. Flip the beds, break the TV, do the whatever, steal the soap. I mean, my God, what's wrong with you? I mean, and then what literally ends up happening is in a hotel environment, they can get you because you're limited to one room or whatever. But I'm telling you, man, it's just it's BS.
2: Did you get did you see what he said? They That he's going to charge the highest cleaning fee to some company there and then make the the tenant do it. But a lot of the comments were saying, like, good luck. Um for them paying it. They're probably in a different rental already, so they don't need to. Um, and it's gonna come back on him, no? If he charges- Well, the, they can the put it on
1: there, also on their credit rating too, that they, unlawful detainers they've got. I mean, Chris, you you're, you were the king of that for a while. You file judgment.
0: You file a judgment, but like I said, I mean, it's six figures of judgments and I I might've gotten five or 6,000 back. I mean, it's it's crazy. So it, it turns into a write-off, but now I'm going to hire the highest cleaning crew you know, I'm going to end up paying for that. You know, it's, it's totally true. You're not, you're not going to get these people. That's the sad part about it. It's just like, but it also drives people like me. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done playing your game. I'm not buying them anymore. You know what I mean? Well, I'm going to a different market now. Instead,
1: I was just going to say, or you go really high end, you know what I mean? Or something and not that high end always behaves either, but you know, generally when you've got somebody paying you eight or $10,000 a month for a rental property, you know where it's really big, beautiful, executive, shorter-term rentals because they're in town for a project or whatever, and they leave. Um, you don't you don't see a lot of wear and tear on those kind of rentals. I pay but, six
0: months in advance, and mm-hmm. they do a lot of things. A lot of times, there are people that are building a house. You know that got rid of their other house and just need something that they're willing to pay. I just had a a great listing that we just had four offers on, um, and that was a as a rental. I mean, it was a. $1.4 million house, but I think we got almost 8000 a month in rent from it. Yeah. So. Crazy.
2: Okay, so to go off that kind of last reel, we're going to get into the top uh, worst cities in Minnesota. I kind of want to see you guys' thoughts on it and discuss. And then um, it's going to be brought to you by Andy Prasky Preferred Home Team. Andy, do you want to take it away?
1: No, you can run my commercial. I I, uh,
2: oh.
1: I got to get ready for this next set.
2: Let me do it. Yeah, do
1: it. Okay. (laughs) Wait, sing it.
0: Everybody, in a a market like today that uh, you're not sure what's happening, if you want someone that's proven that knows what they're doing, you might want to seek out the preferred home team led by Andy. I should say led by Lisa Prasky. And uh, Andy is helping out. But uh, he, he's he's kind of the eye candy. He goes in and he takes care of uh, all the people, gets them going. But there's nobody that's going to have more analogies than him. But when he does that, it really explains the process really good. So if you don't understand, he's going to make it really easy for you to understand and how to do it. And the, the other thing is, is he's shameless. He will go and do anything to be able to get your house, house done. And uh, <laughs> there she is. And he's going to get your house sold for you because he doesn't, he'll do what he's got to do. I mean, this guy, I mean flip-flops, you see him with a little dog. He's kissing a dog on camera now. He's, uh, the, guy is, the guy is the man up in that. Don't let him come down south of the river.
1: But right. Keep him up there, and he's going to kill it for you. I, I don't speak the team, language down there, Chris. We're the at home team. What? I don't speak the language down there as well as I do up north, but remember, I have an easy button. And not a lot of realtors have these buttons. I make it easy.
0: Totally. Totally. And can you show us other your little your little friend over there?
1: Now this was a trophy. Um a customer of mine gave me this squirrel. Um, and I think the description he used when I got this was, guys, look at this beautiful three-bedroom. Hey, look at that Corvette. <laughs> Andy look has and- the squirrels. But, yeah. so I keep I keep this guy on my desk just to remind me to stay focused. Oh, yeah.
0: uh, all joking aside, I I wouldn't have hung out with him this long if I didn't uh, believe in what the guy does. So,
1: well, thank you. That was the nicest commercial I've I've ever done.
0: <laughs> Lisa, Lisa said it. Why don't Lisa finish the show
1: with us? She won't. She I've asked her several times to come in and talk about like running different kinds of ads and doing whatever. And it's, nope. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah.
2: I want you guys to just give me three guesses, though. So we have 10 cities I'm going to show you. But um, okay, can three you read guesses. me
1: again, the worst, worst? The worst, Minneapolis.
2: I'm That's guessing one. Minneapolis. Yep. Just because I it,
1: will it, It's not showing the bureaus of Minneapolis. Is it just Minneapolis as a whole?
2: Yes, cities.
1: I would bet Minneapolis. I would bet, unfortunately, probably St. Paul. Uh, I mean, what, I what is know. it
2: based on? I, I would think it's was... yeah, I, mean, crime, I think it's oh. crime and oh. some other statistics and here. Brooklyn
1: Center, probably. I would guess.
2: Uh, let's pop this up. Brooklyn out. Center.
0: Yeah, I would think it's right. right
1: there. Even though I love Brooklyn Center, grew up, you know, in that area. Tons of my friends do a ton of business there. Wait Park oh, wow. up in Saint Cloud. You gotta be kidding me. Bemidji, Wait, Virginia. Brooklyn a... Center's there. There you go. Saint Paul's there.
0: Bemidji and well, or... Virginia.
1: You know what? You answers. have a lot of in in uh, like Wilmer Fairbolt. You do have a lot of like um, uh, affordable affordable trailer park. Um, you know, and they have a lot of issues out out. I know Wilmer specifically um, has issues all the time.
0: It's got to be crime related. Does it, it is, talk yeah. about them and why they're the worst, Nick? Oh, there we go. Wyatt right. Park. So Wade Park is. Uh, that's just right out, right outside of Saint Cloud. Yeah, there it is. One in one in twelve residents here was a victim of some type of some type of reported theft in twenty twenty one. Oh my God. Saint Cloud's it's, it's changed a little over there, um, but that's in, I I would have guessed that in Bemidji too. I mean Bemidji is beautiful. What are they saying there? That's one in almost thirteen have been robbed in twenty twenty. Wow. So if you had 30 friends on Facebook, statistically, 25 of them would have been a victim of a property crime. Meaning a robbery, car breaking, or stolen wallet. Jesus. High unemployment. I, I can see that in outer. Maybe that's why Virginia's on there. Um, high unemployment and income levels of 32000 That's way below. Okay. What is that la virginia <laughs> could use a big could use a big hug right now <laughs> uh crime's not the worst but it's in the top 25 but its population has shrunk five percent um
1: robert mondavi i think that's funny
0: yeah i wonder uh, so their schools are really good though so i don't know why why would that uh, so high unemployment High unemployment.
1: Well, you know, the, the big thing like, is house values go up and down based on which mine they're opening. So you go from making yeah. no money or you know, minimum a wage to making 150000 a year. So, yeah. you know, you jump into the mines and you're running big equipment and you're making a killing and there's great benefits. And then they shut it or they run out of what the the ratio or I think percentage of ore that's in the ground that, you know, it's got to be a certain potency or they don't pull it. And, and then now that's why it was, everybody was excited about that new copper mine up there. And, you know. Yeah.
0: So it, it's actually, these. this isn't just an opinion. They're, they're doing it based on uh, certain factors here, it looks like. So, so we can't get in trouble.
1: Minneapolis. Uh, Brooklyn this Park. This
2: one's Brooklyn Park. Brooklyn Park. Good.
1: Brooklyn Lord. Center.
2: Brooklyn the crime,
1: Center. The crime rate runs at 70% above the national average. The schools in the areas are subpar and the non for a five to 10 on, on grade school, a five out of 10. Is that where you went to
0: school, Andy? Brooklyn center? Uh, no, I went to
1: park center. Thank you. Oh, okay. Okay. Was Way classier.
0: Time. You're a little classier. Okay.
1: Actually. Hey, Brooklyn center. I know a lot of great people that graduated from Brooklyn center high school. Yeah. And back in the day, it was a great school. And I, it, things change, man. It's funny how crime scares good people out of areas and you know i don't care there's so many other you know people put spins on it. it comes down to where when people don't feel safe they don't if you can't provide a safe place for people to stay um they stop and the weird if their business gets robbed a bunch of times they stop they move the business if the house gets robbed a couple of times they move their house people don't want to live where they're being you know victimized and well, you? you know yeah
0: i mean why why the heck would you want that i mean it and if they're not you're not getting protected it's just mayhem. I mean, you got to get the hell out. I, well,
1: just- you know, and then even some of these areas in Minneapolis, you know, you get some of these areas where there were like nice people, nice cars and they're getting carjacked or people are following these people back to their houses and robbing them in their garages. And it's like, it's such like ridiculous things that you don't have to pay. You got so much other stuff going on in your life. Right. Um, 13% are, are poverty Population suffer below the poverty line. Wow. I (laughs) I think the other
0: thing is, too, we've sold houses in all these areas, and there's really nice areas within these areas as well. And so it's kind of like sometimes it's just a a bad street or a bad block or a bad um, neighborhood, and then it takes the whole city down because there is some good places in all of those. Um,
1: Well, good places and good people. I I don't think that you can throw a blanket over the whole town and say, hey, this is the way it is. Right, but on the other hand, <clears throat> hey politicians, before we vote next uh, Tuesday, pay attention to your crime rates because it makes a difference on all levels. And you know, when when I mean, even I had a, a good friend of ours that uh, up in Forest Lake had somebody come into their garage, carjack, steal their car, uh, get in a high speed chase, crash a car, injured three people on 35E. Um, they were let out of jail the next day into the uh, what are they custody of their parents because they were 17 years old. The next day created an armed robbery. The next day, it wasn't even out 24 hours. And I go, okay, uh, w- at what point do you say, okay, this, this person's trying to be bad. I mean, no matter what you do, they're trying to be, b- they didn't take advantage of the second chance and say, Hey, I'm going to be better. Uh, I'm going to go work down at the church and pray a little. They don't. They so So, you know, I don't know.
0: Yeah. I don't, I don't know who the smart people were that, thought that you could just have a crime and then get committed or get, just get out right
2: away. I, I just don't get it. This city, this is Wilmer. Yeah. Poverty rate, 15,
1: 16%. Yeah, that sucks. I think there's
0: a lot of migrant workers there. What, yes. Migrant you know workers, that... field
1: workers, factory. Yep. You got it.
2: Oh. Fairball. That's surprising. Yeah, that is, is really was... surprising. I think a lot of this is not just crime too. It's about like where is the city headed? You know, loss of population, opportunities—it's dying up. And then, so right, a bunch said,
0: These benefits can't save the town from becoming the number seven most unappealing community in Minnesota. Jobs and education rep- the, represent the main stumbling block because they don't have enough jobs. Everyone's kind of oh, interesting. Yeah, I don't. I don't not- think I would have guessed Fairball.
2: St. Paul Paul again. St. Paul's easy
1: to pick on because it's big. That's why I picked it. God, can you believe this crime rates? The crime rates in some of
2: these cities seventy percent U.S. norm. Damn. Yeah, Minneapolis. We know
1: which one is that at one hundred twenty percent above the national average for crime rate. I always Um, make
0: fun of Minneapolis too, but I don't know. I've every time I've gone down, I've never felt like scared down there. I don't know. I just never. When you and I were nervous. downtown
1: doing the show, I never felt nervous either. I mean, even even the homeless guys back then when we were there that would sit by that uh, Catholic Charities or whatever it was, they'd say, good yeah. morning. Hey, do you have a dollar? And you're like, sure. You know, and they're like, oh, thank you. God bless you. And they, as you and keep walking. It wasn't crackheads walking around trying to kill you <laughs> like it is now. They were now. nice
0: because you were throwing them hundreds. I mean, you don't have ones. Just sliced off i I'm sorry.
1: Can you guys break a <laughs> hundred? And they're like, Uh, Sure. <laughs> then, then you know they don't need it. You
0: gotta whip it out and have like thousands of dollars.
1: That I, I suggest doing the sniff test. You guys have change for a <laughs> hundred? <laughs> Bonk.
2: <laughs> this one's super subscribe This is Maplewood. I thought that was decent. Wow.
1: Suburb of Saint Paul.
2: Look at the crime rate too. One hundred twenty percent above U.S. standard. Wow. But there's no affordable housing either. I guess here.
1: Okay. Wow. I wish I could find a house for 217
0: Yeah, I was going to say, that's affordable here. So,
1: Yeah. Huh. I yeah, just sold cool. one that was almost a teardown for $175 in St. Paul. And uh, they were going in there to renovate it and build a garage. And it was, you know, it's, it's all how you put your pants on, man. Because there's some people, I want to move next to my sister. My sister lives down the road. We're buying the house. It's affordable. Uh, we're going to renovate it. And then here's what's good that is what neighborhoods need love right they have you know a family in the area they want to improve their house they have own pride and ownership there's a lot of those benefits that come with somebody like that moving in and and they love their house they love the neighborhood you know they go out of their way on the holidays to decorate they have fun and and it's infectious and then other people do the same thing and then all of a sudden you have a a very nice little pocket in a neighborhood Mm
3: -hmm.
1: or the other one like taking care of your lawn that's the one that I always get a kick out of too. Is like that. That's also very infectious. When you have your neighbor mowing and, and they've got the crew cut lawn, it's perfect, and it's nice and green. It's hard to live next to that and let your dandelions grow. You know what I mean?
0: Uh, now it's the leaves right now. Because with that wind yesterday, uh, all these people had these super clean uh, yards, and then all of a sudden someone else's leaves kind of flow over oh, yeah. into their yards. And that doesn't make people too happy.
1: I do I do both my neighbors uh on the sides. I do their front yards where I have this huge maple tree that just drops everywhere. So I feel bad, so I blow it all back into my yard.
0: Did you um did you sell Stulpis's house, by the way?
1: Uh open file, but yes. Okay, okay.
0: <laughs> Sorry. You have a client. Oh, that, yes, uh, yes, we did. I yep. see his new construction house being built, so He's, uh, He's
1: moving down to your neck of the woods.
0: Smart man. He's got yeah. to learn a new language.
1: It's different down there. <laughs> it is, it is. Lot, it Lots is. Yeah.
2: Let's skim through this. I thought this was kind of interesting. Uh, 11 abandoned cities in Minnesota. Whoa. Just want to hear your guys' thoughts on it.
1: Yeah. I love
0: it. Interesting.
2: Okay. Especially after Halloween. Yep.
1: That looks really abandoned. What is that?
2: One second. Okay. So first one is Pitt.
1: Pitt, Minnesota?
2: It's a Canadian Pacific Railway part of it. Have you heard of it? Pitt? Nope. Never heard of it.
1: Taconite Harbor?
2: Everything
0: up north, huh? Yeah.
1: That, That makes sense, yeah. Radium? Radium,
0: of course, well, I mean, dangerous.
1: Gosh,
0: this is why don't we just talk about
2: what the heck happened to the look at this, this city, Winner, the Winner Northern Minnesota booster They had its own newspaper.
0: What the... where wow. is it? I'll look it up. What where was Winner? Winner is one
2: time
1: news, yeah. Chris, you should acknowledge a town that was named after you.
2: I got it. It's um, oh wow. It's literally
0: only a silo remains.
2: Whoa, it's up by Lower Red Lake and Upper Red Lake. Oh, okay, Um, up by the reservations. Um,
1: north of Blackjack,
2: Dorothy.
0: Uh, The problem is, she went to freaking Kansas. Dorothy, (laughs) she blew
1: away.
2: Yeah, Wiley, Wiley? Cheese, Cheesy Factory, Lumberyard. Yeah, Wiley. Yeah, Dale.
0: Dale had a jail. Hey, that, hey, see that? Dale had a jail, town hall, post office, great elevator. What about a bar and a church? That's what most of them have. That's why it didn't
2: survive. Huat. Oh, this is actually a bigger city. Huat? Yeah.
0: It uh, was a hub for communication.
2: Looking up quick. That's
0: interesting. After the, like the store closed, the town faded away. I mean, you got to oh. have... I mean, it's yeah. You yeah, got no, it's, no, it's, it's, the town.
2: it's yeah. close to Crookston. And it's on the river. Oh. The river up there,
0: up by North Dakota.
1: Fonts? I had this. I, as you can see by the scowling look on my face, I, I, I I'm like, what? I've never heard of these towns. If
2: there's high taxes over there? Yeah, that's why they're haunted
0: and abandoned. Orleans. Yeah, there's a not one of hub. these I've heard of. Navy. Yeah,
2: I'm going to look up Orleans quick, but you guys chat.
0: Great Depression, yeah. I mean, it's obviously the, the mining, the mining yeah. areas that happened, the railroad, when those things started going away. And then uh, maybe there was a certain piece of industry in a, in a town that went away and bang, it's done.
1: Well, you know, it's kind of interesting too. Like you look at like, uh, even I, I get a kick out of, you know, you head straight East out of like, um, forest Lake and you get to Scandia, which is a beautiful area. And they literally have their little, you know, little implement, uh, an old dairy that they use for weddings now and like a gas station. And there's still a ton of those little towns that are out there surviving, yeah. you know, and then they have a bunch of industry moving around them now or houses now. And, you know, you look at that and you go, wow, it's a, uh, they That's
0: could an, probably start border, yeah. Orly is way up there. I mean, weird. You would think maybe some of those places, um, as long as they have internet, would start growing again, for the plain fact that it's super inexpensive and you can work online.
1: So, you could literally have a job making like nothing if you had no, think about it, no overhead. How much money do you have to make if you're, you know, if you're happy?
0: I think Nick should go move to one of those towns and re redo it. Which I, one can, well,
1: let me ask you guys a for, question. What a so, winner, Nick. How yep. much land do you have to own to run the town? I
0: don't know. There, there's I own there's a, there's a town for sale in Colorado that I've been looked that I've been I've been stalking. It's like four and a half million dollars, and it's awesome. I mean it's like 360 acres and it's its own little town. I don't even know what it's called, but
1: That's I tried getting the whole
0: I tried getting all that realtor three times, three, and uh and and nothing. But it's in the middle of, um, what was that valley you were in, Nick, for school? San Luis Valley. Yeah, somewhere in the San Luis Valley. So it's not, I mean, you got an hour to go to get places, but. Oh, yeah. But it's kind of a cool, cool little place.
1: So, Interesting. Yeah, I, I Rooneyville uh, should exist. I know. I, I'm with you.
2: There's been uh, a what lot of, um, like, nomad young people groups that are trying to build their own towns. I think there's a couple in Texas like uh, a distance outside of like Austin that they're buying up the towns and creating like a tech little community commune, you know? What's that
0: one? What did they do in, uh, in Denmark at Christiani? What was oh that yeah. Was that so part? there was
2: a military barracks and then the hippies took it over in the sixties. And it's in like the heart of the city center though. The, the land is worth, you know, billions and, uh, it's still theirs. they live there. Now they have shops there. They, they sell, took it over. Uh, Yeah, they sell illegal drugs there, and um, it's it's totally, like, the the free – it's not in the EU, and it's a total free town, Christiania. But it's super safe. People go there for, like, concerts, and it's very, you know, cool.
0: And the cops still walk through there and stuff like that, but they kind of control it themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of interesting. They were
1: there to buy the illegal products.
0: But Andy, they basically just took the land over and said, "Hey, this is ours now." Squatted, you know? Yeah, and a lot of it's on on the water. It's like,
1: well, if you guys really think about it, isn't that how most of America was formed too? But the only difference was is that you'd squat on a piece of land, you'd take your forty acres, you'd agree to pay the taxes on it, and they'd give you the deed. I mean, America gave away a ton of land. You know, as long as you, I mean, most of the farmers didn't have to buy it; most of it was given to them. You know, back in the day. Oh yeah. That's why, you know, I have such an issue with people with migration and immigration and, oh, it's not fair. And it's like, if you think about four generations back when grandpa, grandpa um, came in and said, hey, I'm going to take over this 190 acres. And I'm going to farm it. And they go, here you go. Here's the deed. Yeah. Just pay the taxes on it for us. Support your family. You
0: to imagine a
1: back team. in that day and then you have all the local battles and, the you know, oh, my God.
0: I think you I had I wouldn't want
1: to be around back then.
0: Andy, I think you had to farm it for like five years then you'd own it. Because that something like our, that, yeah. You that, had to you
1: had to produce off of it because they yeah. knew that they needed farmers.
0: That development I had in Elko was that where Lincoln um, gave it over to them. And I think there was something about five years, but it was very, right. very interesting. And so
1: hey, like get that old stuff.
2: The last thing, um, I know we're kind of hitting on it before is the foreclosures. So I want to hear your guys' advice on buying them. And then also I want to show you the the ones on Zillow. Cause Chris, you're talking about how they have like nice photos now and it's a it's a different game. So let me pop.
0: How many foreclosures are there? I don't you don't see too many of them, I'll tell you that. Oh, uh, kind of concentrated in the city there. Oh, look at that one. It's still on of Jeez. I think the one I saw was in Edina. There was one that, uh, you go in? There's
2: a decent amount. Here's Edina.
0: Yeah. Is there one? It was like nine. Yeah. That one Cheyenne trail. Um, I've been looking at that one. I'm like, so i am looking through it. I'm like, oh, it's vacant. And then all of a sudden I look at it, says it's under foreclosure. I'm like, what? Well,
1: you I mean, know what they're doing nowadays, guys, too, is they're not they're um if if somebody's got a sheriff sale coming up, they sell it as a foreclosure. And they're they're literally at the beginning of the sale, they're selling owner-occupant notes, is what they're doing. So the people are still living in the houses, they haven't evicted them, they haven't spent the fifty thousand dollars to get through the foreclosure proceedings eviction process. So when you're buying those properties, there may be owner occupants that still have rights. You're just owning the right. You're buying that note or that that uh the right to foreclose on that property if you if they're not performing.
0: You would think they definitely learned from the last time. So they're gonna try to figure out everything they can to try to to get around it. But I think people that that are in that situation just gotta reach out. I mean, reach out to an agent. My gosh. I mean, they've gotta have cool. They've got to have equity, but some of them it's deferred maintenance, you know. So then it's you different. I
1: mean, there's no know. reason why a house in Edina should be foreclosed on. I mean that that area there, unless they they somehow figured out a way to ridiculously highly mortgage it where it's worth more, you know, to them than it is to the bank. But I, I don't know. I don't know. I uh, yeah. Some again, people
0: did second mortgages, you know. Yeah. And once you do those, then you don't put it into the house and you put it into the boats and the cars. It's a different game.
1: Or, or I'll teach my husband. I'm going to let the house go into foreclosure. Um, go. Right? Think about it. Now, th- th- that's exactly what we were talking about at the beginning of the show. Yeah. Death, divorce.
2: Yeah. Here's the million-dollar one. Minneapolis. Nice. On 28th. <laughs> that's
0: Jesus kind of cool, that-, that one, that industrial-looking thing. Separate garage. That's a lot of a uh, lot of area there. Twenty eighth and twenty eighth, third um,
1: and twenty. It's not a horrible spot either. No, yeah. it's actually not at all.
2: Yeah, yeah it's by the lakes. Yeah, it's right in the middle. Pretty little
1: property there. Yeah, right in the heart of one of the nicest areas around.
2: Yeah.
0: Get on it, Andy. Five bedroom, eight bath. That'll fit you guys. I, uh, yeah, I feet. can use
1: about eight thousand square feet. Like I need a hole in my head yeah <laughs> can you imagine that just heating that pig oh my god it probably cost you three grand a month to heat it yeah hey, you don't to... efficient right it's everything goes right through the roof
0: I'm going to Nashville guys Just so you know singing career I got a zoom maybe. I, you know what maybe it's very possible so I just if you if you know the Cmas are coming up too so I may or may not be at the CMAs
1: Probably not. Exactly. <laughs>
0: Do you have the cowboy hat?
1: Yeah, can we see that please? Can we we oh, wanna be yeah. uh, we want you to be prop approved?
0: I got a trucker cap. The boots with a USA on it.
1: I wanna see you wear those tight mom jeans with all this bedazzling on the butt. <laughs> Howdy y'all, I'm Chris Rooney! I'm from Briar Lake! <laughs>
0: Okay, you got I me back.
1: You guys, a love song. Here we go. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, let's get out of here. All right, hi right, everyone. Uh, make sure to leave us a review on iTunes, Spotify. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. We post three digestible clips on Facebook and YouTube each week. Send us in any questions you have, and have a great day. Yeah. See that, Andy? I got a sign back there.
1: Ha ha. Notice that? Uh huh.